Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Jerron. This is Val. This is Isabella. And on our show this evening... (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Hop in. (laughs) Jump in, guys. Go ahead. Say hi. (laughs) Hello. Hey. (laughs) Keep going, Jerron. On our show this evening are two spectacular guests, Tyler Eadlin. Art lead with Intern Pursuit Game and previous intern with Pivot Business Consulting. And Tatenda, I should have gone over this. Tell them how to say your last name. Dwayo? Say it again. Dwayo. Tatenda Dwayo. Character artist intern for Intern Pursuit Game. Also, for a reminder to our listeners, you can now call us live on air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook live chat. Coming up in this episode of the Intern Whisperer Live, we're going to be talking about internship stories, great leaders, innovation and gaming industry, and the best video games. Okay, so how can people find us? Uh, this is just really going to be very interesting because uh, Wednesday night is the 4th of July. And I think in all fairness, we should tell our listeners that this is a pre-recorded show that we will be playing just like it's live. So please do not call us on, fr- on Wednesday <laughs> night. Please do not think that we are ignoring you when you go and you start chatting with us. We will reply back, but it may not be. I'm sorry, Aunt Darlene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Aunt Darlene and Aunt Cynthia. But we will be we will be responsive. Anyway, so how can people find us? Pivot Business Consulting. You can find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, and Intern Pursuit Software. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and our game on Facebook and also on Twitter. And can listen to us live on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio. That was impressive. <laughs> right? uh, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're looking at me like that. Well, I was doing the same thing. I was like, <laughs> wow, she, she's on a roll. Yeah. I'm on a roll. <laughs> keep it going. You memorize right? the script. So, <laughs> and let's keep the script going. Yeah, yeah keep our it going. First sponsor. And you know what? It was all because of that, that little thing where the guys jumped in. It <laughs> yeah. was so spontaneous. It gave us a whole different perspective here. Anyway, um, you can call us live, but not next week. Make sure it's the following week. And I turn it over now to Jerron. All right, and let's talk about our first sponsor, Florida Patient Association. Florida Patient Association, whose mission is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received the help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patient Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patient Association, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. All right, so we're back now. And so I never get tired of listening to our game music, and it's always one of my favorite, favorite things to be able to have on here. And tonight we also have two key people that are working on the game, and it is Tatenda, and I'm going to slaughter his name again, Dilwayo? Dilwayo? Yep. You're so funny. You're so kind. Anyway, he's a character artist intern with Intern Pursuit Game. Um, He attends Valencia College. He's in their fine art program. 
He is an international student from Zimbabwe. And guys and listeners, he is actually in Zimbabwe right now. The most international we can possibly be because he's on the other side of the world from us now. And he's speaking with us. Tatinda is one of the owners and the lead animator with Baco Animation Studio in Zimbabwe. And he also has a diploma in animation from the Animation School in Johannesburg. So, welcome. Yay, I'm glad yeah. you're here. Glad to have you. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. And there is a six-hour time difference for our listeners, right? Yep, that's yep. right. So right now, it is 12.30 in the evening for you. Yep. <laughs> but Tatinda doesn't need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. And look, it's broad daylight, it looks yeah. like. <laughs> so what the heck? Okay, so... Let's go ahead and talk about a couple of things. I'm going to kind of go maybe out of script because this is an international thing. So what has it been like to be an international student? And then I'm going to turn the tables and then how many Americans come to Zimbabwe to go to school? That one wasn't on the list. Oh, okay. Um, well, to be honest, like when I actually, like what, like, I've been actually wanting to be like to go to uh, like America for a very long time. Um, I think since 2009, actually, I've been trying to come to America, but it hasn't worked out because, like, you know, the visa processes and all of that, um, like, it's a bit uh, difficult. But um, I mean, in 2017, I actually managed to come there. It's like it's been like a like a dream come true because like there are so many opportunities there. And um, just going to your question about Americans coming to Zimbabwe, <laughs> I actually don't think I like I like I actually know that because um, like I don't even have any friends who are Americans who are in Zimbabwe, so mm. I actually don't know. Yeah, yeah. Most mm -hmm. people come to this country to go to school, and some might go to Europe, I think. But yeah, for study abroad, for sure. Yeah, yeah for study abroad. Mostly Europe. It, was, it would be interesting to know if there's any Americans that show up and go to school there. It could have happened. You never I'm know. I'm sure it there's has. always someone. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it yeah. <laughs> So why did you choose Valencia out of all so of I, the schools? Yeah, yeah. So um, initially, um, like I said, like I've been applying since 2009. But um, the what happened was that when I went, like I actually applied through Fusa University and when I actually visited Fulsa University when I came to America, I realized that I think 75% of the stuff that I, like, I was supposed to learn there, I had already done it at the animation school in Johannesburg. Actually, it's Cape Town. Like, wow. it's called the animation school uh, Cape Town. So 75% of the stuff, I had already done it already. So I decided since I wanted to focus on characters, like, I might as well do a fine arts course because I've never actually had... A, uh, like I've done a fine arts course, like, you know, like fine arts. So since Valencia was also uh, close to where I was staying, I, I figured that's the best choice for me. Mm. And it doesn't yeah. hurt that it was probably, I don't know, about a quarter of the cost of Full sale. And I love that's Full sale. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, yeah. So that was a huge savings. And I think the addition of fine art, I don't know about you guys, but I think fine art, when you're working in the space of uh, graphic design and, and game development is always a wonderful um, skill to have because, or at least the knowledge, because it's a very different perspective. I know when I see Taylor was an artist and there's a difference, the graphic designers will tell me this, there's a difference between artists and um, graphic design. And I 
I understand what they're talking about. But I'm going to let you explain that one because you're in the fine art program. How is it different? So, um, oh, like you mean like the, the differences? Or Yeah. Why do you think fine art could be an addition? You know, it's a, a plus for being able to have that on your resume and what it can do with the art that you're doing? Okay, so I think, actually, to be honest, um, fine arts, it's like for me at least, you explore your creativity because any type of art, like even graphic design or game art or filming or photography, it's all art. Mm -hmm. So I feel that like when you're doing a, like a fine arts course, you explore your creativity. And at the same time, you're surrounded by people who are kind of doing the same thing when they're doing the fine arts um, course. So I feel like maybe if you're someone who, like maybe who, um, like who doesn't know what they want to do or actually will know what they want to do, it either enhances your creativity or like it actually um, helps you to develop your talent. So I think that's one of the, the best reasons why like if you are someone who's into a creative, uh, like into the creative business, a fine arts course like really um, helps you the creativity. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Mm -hmm. I have either of you guys ever taken an art class? Mm, I mean, I took them in high school, but not <laughs> since I've reached college. Art class, maybe elementary. Yeah, I did okay. theater, so a different kind of art. Yeah. yeah, it is a different kind of. <laughs> art. I did film, so. I took art at University of Florida. I went there two years. And they threw all of these, I think I shared this story with somebody else previously. They threw all of these brown paper bags up on the stage and they said, okay, draw them. And brown paper bags are really hard to draw because they crunched them up so we'd have to get the creases and we'd oh, have yeah. to get the wrinkles and the shading. And my goodness, it was really, really hard. And I had a newfound um, respect for anybody that was in art, because I just went, okay, I am not an artist. Yeah, my brother's the art major. I was a theater person. Yeah. So different kinds of art for both of us. Yeah, <laughs> and just like singing and musical instruments, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, totally different. So you are the owner, one of the owners. I know you have a partner, right? Yep. And why don't yes. you tell us about your business over there in Zimbabwe and tell us what you do. Okay, so, um, so the company is called Baku Animation. I mean... Like, if you don't know how to pronounce that, that's okay. It's like Baco, but you can say Baco, like, that's still fine. That's an easy <laughs> one to say, Baco. We can say that one, yeah. So, like, Baco actually means cave, okay. like, it's a shona term called, like, it's called cave because, like, I feel like as animators, because I'm an animator, so like, I feel like we kind of like stay like in the cave, like, for a very long time to produce animation, yeah. so that's how we kind of come up with the name. <laughs> Um, but basically when I finished my course in, um, Cape Town, um, when I came back, I mean, cause they are, well, like, like, at least like when I came back, there are no animation studios, you know? So the best choice was to be a freelancer, but then, I mean, I freelanced for a while, but then, you know, I couldn't get like the bigger project. So for me to get the bigger project, I have, like, I had to like register a company. And I knew that my brother is a graphic designer. So I decided, hey, you know, we can um, start a company and we can do both graphic design work and animation work. So pretty much we do things from websites, um, adverts, animated adverts, uh, editing videos, uh, motion graphics, uh, things of that nature. 
So that's basically what it is. It's a production house. I think in a nutshell, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Um, mm-hmm. is, is that, what is the city that you live in? There? It's Harare. Is that the, a big city? city? Sorry? Is that a big city? Um, well, now that's like that I've been in, like in America, I'm not sure if it's a big city. You know how <laughs> like I, Orlando is a big city, but there's a bunch of little cities yeah. around it, right? I, you know, I, well, yeah, but then I, like, I think, oof, that, like, that's a very tough question, but like, it's the, like, it's the biggest city in the country. Um, oh. I mean, but then when I, like, now my, my judgment is a bit flawed because now I've been in Orlando in New York. So now my scale has changed, <laughs> so, but, but then comparing, comparing, um, like, uh, Harare to Orlando, I th- think Harare is like, uh, probably a third or a quarter. Oh yeah. Harare is 1.5 million people. 1.5 million people. That's a lot of people. Yep. That sounds like a big city, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah like, like like it's a lot of people, but then it's not like it's not big, like it's like it's overcrowded. Ah, oh. no. small area, yep. a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> population dense. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's pretty cool. What is a a client that you've worked on recently? What did you do? Because you said you do advertising, right? Adverts. Yes. So uh-huh. have you de- ever done like? Um, any little short movies or anything? Actually, um, I think like I want to talk about the the um, like when you say like the recent project we did. I think I'm gonna talk about the project we did in 2015 because like that was actually like the project that I've always wanted to do. Like it was a like it was an advert for uh, like it's, the company is called Pro Brands, so they sell uh, chips like basically it's like a snack. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, like Lay's or Doritos. Mm-hmm. So I basically had to create the characters for their chips and advertise them for our technical our cinema. So that was pretty much like the best uh, project that I've worked on uh, recently. Because the projects that we have been doing in between are not really uh, focused on animation. Because uh, most companies here, they don't necessarily have uh, like the kind of budget for those kind of projects. To the point that, like, even when we did that project, like, it was actually for, uh, like, a very low, low budget. But we still do those projects because we feel, I mean, it's our passion. So, like, we, we still do, like, did those projects because, you know, it kind of, like, helps with our portfolio as well. Oh, yeah. But then, yeah, but most of the time when we try to do the project, it doesn't really work out because they want the projects, like, really fast. And they don't release like most like most companies don't really understand how long it takes. So we kind of like have to cut corners like uh, most of the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that uh, problems project was the best project we've we ever worked on in 2015. Very good. That sounds like a very yeah. interesting project, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. Being able it to is. make you know caricatures. I don't were they more like when you say that, that you made them uh, characters. Was it like an individual personality for each one that you made? Or was it more? Yeah, about, yeah. Um, yeah. So like the like there were actually like four flavors. There was a like I don't know what you call it. Like it's a corn. So like I kind of modeled like a like a maize corn. Okay. Like, like a corn chip. Yeah. 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 And also uh, the other char- like the other character was um, I'm not sure what the, like what you call it, but it's like a Mexican flavor. 
Mm-hmm. So the guy was like jalapeno, uh, <laughs> like a cowboy, but then we, uh, <laughs> like like with like with two guns basically. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> so a, it was like, like a sriracha. mix, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sriracha, probably. Uh huh, uh huh. And then the other one, like it was actually like a chicken, cause like it's, like it's a chicken flavor mm-hmm. as well. So like okay. I modeled like a little chicken. Chips <laughs> that are chicken flavor. Oh yeah. That's not that's not something we really have in the U.S., but it sounds good. <laughs> I, I'd eat it. Yeah. Well, like. Most snacks here, like they have chicken flavors. Like most of it, like it's either like beef or chicken flavor. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to bring those back with you to the United States because oh. we want to try oh. those. A little bag. I'll d- we'll do I'll it live do on the show. <laughs> yeah, you'll come on to the show and we'll do a taste testing of it. Oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll actually bring like, all all the flavors. <laughs> what was the chip brand called? Uh, Pro Brands. Uh, like it's called Pro Brand Snacks. Like if you go on uh, YouTube, if you type in Pro Brands Snack Attack, like that's what it's called, Pro Brands Snack Attack. Okay, thank you. Look it up. Mm-hmm. We're looking it up now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I oh, see yeah. it right there. I, I, if I play it, it'll be very loud, and I don't want to. Yeah, don't. Do oh, is it on mute? Okay. Yeah, because you know what? I can't find it on the regular channels, so like on the mm-hmm. Google search, I'm not doing something right. <laughs> That's interesting. <clears throat> okay, so you're working with us on the game, though. So mm-hmm. in the internship, tell us what it is, or tell our listeners what it is that you're working on for the game. Because we had to make sure it was uh, fulfilling on, I had to make sure it was fulfilling on the requirements that the school wanted you to do, which was illustration, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's something that we needed. And so we found a happy medium between that. So what is it that you're doing? Tell all of our listeners what you're working on. All right. So um, it, like, like, like my position, it's a character artist. Um, so I'm actually working on the uh, two on two characters, uh, the, ro- the robot characters. I'm working on the concepts of those characters uh, to come up with some designs of the characters. Mm-hmm. And... Also, I'm working on uh, two environment um, concepts, like as well for the game, on uh, how you know, like on the certain levels that the the, the game will be on. Mm-hmm. So it's like exactly the two characters and the two environments, just the concept art that did I'm you, working on. Did you see the um, I inserted in the Skype uh, call this morning? Did you see all of the environments that I put in there? Ah, no, I'm afraid not, no. Okay, so go check out the uh, Skype, um, just whenever it's convenient for you, the Skype game call, because there were these pictures that came out of a National Geographic this year that were award-winning, and they were amazing. And one of them is a place that's in Italy, and honest to goodness, it looks like it's from another planet. (laughs) But each one of those things Uh was different, and I thought it would be kind of a cool inspiration, so that's why I was posting it um, for the game call tonight, uh, so that oh, okay. we could uh, talk about them. So check them out. And let me know what you think. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've got some hashtags here, but I don't know what hashtag do you use for your company, also, because I want to make sure that I is it just the name of your company, or is there something that. Is that- it's Baku Animation, like just Baku Animation. Okay, I'm adding it to the list. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, what leaders have inspired you? We always talk about leadership here, and we always want to give mm-hmm. a special shout-out to people living or dead that have inspired us to greatness, to 
to help shape and mold our thinking. So who are your leaders? And it can be one or up to three. Yeah, actually, like it's a lot of leaders, but I'm going to stick to one. Okay. <laughs> um, like his name is Eric Thomas. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Um, like Eric Thomas is a motivational speaker. I mean, just, you know, to get the idea of, of him. But um, I think the most important thing that he has taught me and that he continues to teach me is uh, <laughs> like he calls it grinding. Um, you know, when, like when you're like in life, like when you're going through stuff in life, most of the time you, you think that you can't actually do something in your life or maybe you get discouraged or people that are in your life, you know, they discourage you. But then whenever I started listening to Eric Thomas, <laughs> I actually believe that I can actually fly from Zimbabwe to America. And actually, now I'm talking to people that are in America right now. Like, it was like a, like a vision for me before. But I feel like he made me believe that I can actually do it. Even though the, like there were odds. I mean, I've been trying to, to go to America since 2009. And I only managed to go to America in 2017. I mean, that's eight years later. So I think he kept me like he kept uh giving me hope and he kept me believing in myself so that's why i think like he's like one of my greatest leaders i liked what was on his website you have to want something as much as you want to breathe oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's like yep. that's truly i, I can that, relate to that oh yeah like that's like actually like it was actually a video that he did when he was saying that um like actually like this kid wanted to be successful and um he he held the kid down underwater like because the kid was saying i want to learn how to make money i want to learn how to be successful so he held the kid underwater and the kid was struggling like he wanted to breathe so when he got the kid out he asked him like when you were down there what did you want to do and he said i wanted to and then i said okay so if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. So, like, I think that's, like, his motto for everything. Like, I've always kept that in my heart, and, like, it really helps a lot. Yeah, that that <laughs> is a good one. Except I'm mm -hmm. wondering where that child's mother was. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. She should have been going, get my kid, let him up. <laughs> that's one of those things. Yeah, maybe she's the one who told him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a dangerous lesson. I know, I know. Like, I don't even know if I do that to my, well, gosh, if you did that to your own kid, they'd take it away from you. Yeah. You wouldn't even oh, yeah. have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, that is really good. So I know that we're going to be, um, you're going to be going to bed because this is super late for you. So thank you for being on yep. our show. Are there any shout outs that yeah. you'd like to give? Your brother? Oh, yeah. I actually want to give a, like, a shout-out to my brother because, like, like, without him, I don't think I'll be in the animation industry. He has, like, uh, opened doors for me because he, like, he has showed me, like, this, you know, this industry. So I, I, I can definitely say it's because of him. Like, his name is Rufaro Liwayo. You know, he's, he's my brother. And also, you know, like, since I'm here, I can also say I want to thank my girlfriend, Michelle, right? I mean, she's been just supporting me ever since. I mean, we've been together for five years now so i'm just gonna give a shout out to her as well mm -hmm. i expect to see yeah. them come running behind you 
like right behind you. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> like bombing the picture, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that would have been good. It would have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I will see you soon when you get back here. And don't forget oh, to bring yeah. the snacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jerron wants snacks. We all do. <laughs> okay, so thank you. We're going to take a little uh, sponsor break, and then we're going to come back and talk to Tyler. Yes, and that sponsor okay. is Affiliate Manager. Affiliate Manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make it a point to require minimal work from our merchant partners. You can reach them at AffiliateManager.com. Thank you, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. All right, so Tyler, are we going to show the uh, the poster? We already have. Oh, yeah, we have. Oh, so people are seeing that? <coughs> Not right now, but they have. Like back and now they will right now. Okay. Now it's up again. Okay, yeah. good. All right, so Tyler, Tyler is incognito, so our viewers are not going to be able to, and listeners are not, well, viewers are not going to be able to see Tyler's image. However, <coughs> hopefully you're seeing a picture of the, the game. That'll be uh, the game poster. And Tyler is a graduate from Full Sail University. He has both a bachelor, bachelor's in game art and a master's in game design. He works as a technical drawing manager at Feld Entertainment in Palmetto. So, welcome, Tyler. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, he's just the voice. And guys, he has radio voice also. Oh, my rival. Yeah, yeah, he is. He can really do good radio voice. I know that was one of the things that impressed me when I met him, too. Um, so, you have two degrees. Why did you choose gaming? Uh, I chose gaming because uh, I like to play video games back in the day, and uh, I grew up watching Star Wars and stuff like that. So I kind of like, kind of like the characters that was in gaming and stuff like that. And I kind of like wanted to create characters in games and maybe movies and stuff. Uh, so I really wanted to like create creatures and stuff like just just things like that in general. So yeah. So, uh, what's your favorite game? This was uh, not my on the list. Game, I would have to say uh, Fallout Four. Fallout it's a pretty 4. good game. Fallout you guys 4. know this game? Yes, I own it. Yeah, you own I'm, it. Okay. I'm a big fan of the series, but I wouldn't say Fallout Four is my favorite in the series. Hmm. I is think this a war game? It sounds like it. Mm, well, I it's mean, apocalyptic. it's apocalyptic. I wouldn't it's say it's a war. war game. It's like factions, but it's not war. Whatever. A lot of gaming terms. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you know, I'll sit here and I'll say to Tyler, but I play Panda Pops, and that's not a real game. And and so then I found another game, and it's Tripeak Solitaire. And so I was showing them that game, and I thought I was hoping that I had uh, gained their respect because now it's not Panda Pops; it's something else. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. So that's pretty good. So you like Full sales so very, very much, Tyler. You chose to go there a second time. Uh, yes, yes, I did. Uh, my uh, mom kind of encouraged me because I was originally what I was going to do was just like get my bachelor's degree and then essentially just kind of like look for jobs and stuff like, like that in the field. And then my mom kind of like recommended me to check this out. And I kind of like kind of listened to people at Full Cell and I checked it out. It looked pretty promising. So I went and did my game design master's and uh, 
some parts of it I liked, some parts of it I didn't. But overall, uh, I did learn a lot. Uh, but I did have some tough times while going through the school and try to persevere against all the odds. But overall, I had, I met a lot of people, a lot of good teachers and stuff at Full Sail. And uh, kind of proud that I actually did both degrees. I am yeah. too. He, I, he is one of the most knowledgeable people. When he talks about gaming, I can put him up there in front of anybody. And his, I think he has a great depth of knowledge. Um, and it translates because he lives and breathes the gaming industry. Um, it's one of his best strong suits, you know, since it's his profession. He's so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So you did your, one of your internships was with Pivot. Um, why don't you tell our listeners what it is that you started doing when you first came in? And goodness gracious, this is important. He's, Tyler and I have worked together for two years now. So that's okay. a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. So we've been through a, a lot together, and he's worked on different types of work. So why don't you tell our listeners what it is that you've done? Uh, well, uh, when I first came to Pivot, uh, I kind of met the people that worked at Pivot. Met Isabella, of course. Uh, nice, nice person. Uh, so uh, <laughs> essentially, uh, my first project I worked on was with guard dog valves. Uh, but I was also coming up with some ideas for Intern Pursuit. And uh, originally, I think we were going to take the game 2D, but we decided to go with 3D because we ended up having some programmers or some knowledge on C++ and some C Sharp and stuff. And I got a little bit of experience through uh, Unity as well as a couple other uh, engines. So, uh, yeah, uh, regarding to uh, the Guard Dog Valve project, we kind of like... Uh, worked together as a team. Uh, Sean and I essentially worked on the project. Uh, I'd do all the modeling stuff, and then Sean would do the animation, the camera stuff, as well as the rendering stuff. And we just essentially just kind of worked together as a team, uh, virtually, uh, not really like working at a studio. So we did get a lot of stuff done uh, that, you know, doing it virtually is a little bit harder than working it. Sure like, is, because when people coaching. didn't know right is that sean was in texas mm. and sean was one of um the, they always need to know this kind of stuff too tyler so sorry for interrupting you there sean was a classmate of tyler's oh. yeah so they made the most amazing tell them what you ha you ended up having to learn in that video because there were things that you guys didn't know how to do uh, technical or more of like uh, regarding well, the actual subject that we were working on for the it project? It was the industry for sure. I know you guys had to learn the industry. We were all learning that. Okay. I know Sean has a little bit of experience with plumbing, so I did kind of learn some stuff that kind of went regarding the stuff that we were working with, regarding uh, more of like a, like a valve and stuff like that that would be kind of used for like essentially uh, a project that we were working on. And uh, I did learn a little bit about, essentially, uh, kind of a little bit about uh, how some of the stuff would function and stuff regarding uh, how, uh, essentially, a toilet would work and then, like, essentially, a valve would work and stuff. And that's something I never really knew a lot about and uh, did learn a little bit more about rendering. Uh, I wasn't really having – I didn't have a good computer at the time. It was pretty bad. It, crash uh, 24 on 7 so uh, <laughs> eventually I ended up getting a new computer uh, a lot of times I rage quit and it was pretty much most of my frustrations was on the computer at the time so, <laughs> that's uh, true too that's 
Yeah, so yeah, rendering would take days, and when you have a better computer, it'll be a little bit, it would work a little bit better. So, yeah. Yeah, he he acquired the gift of patience. Yeah, <laughs> <I> <laughs> that bet. was the gift that he got to have. Yeah, but that yeah. was pretty cool. And then we um, did you also work on world housing? I worked on world housing. Uh, yeah. I did and a little bit of the, the, the defense stuff. industry. Uh, mm. And I did a little bit of the vehicles, the weapons, and uh, mainly uh, mainly the vehicles. Oh, we were kind of kept for the a couple passes, but uh, did kind of come up with the snow environment that was kind of put aside for other uses, or essentially. So uh, I did a couple stuff here and there, but uh, mainly I put a little bit of my two cent into the project. Uh, I did work on Erblich schools. Uh, but I wasn't really, I was mainly focusing on the game at the time. So what I did was, uh, Sean kind of created the concept of, was it Vita? Vita, yeah. Vita, yeah. I kind of, uh, modeled up the character and did, uh, essentially a basic rigging, uh, that I extracted through Mexamo, fixed it up, tweaked it a little bit, added a couple joints for facial rig. So basically Sean would do the animation stuff. And I did kind of like, look at a couple of the references and kind of model the bicycle or the tr- it's like a tricycle no, it wasn't a tricycle it was a tricycle yeah oh it was a tricycle yeah, yeah. so that essentially it would be rigged and essentially I would hand it to you know, Sean Celeste or anybody else who was working on the project I think Tim might have been working on the project as well uh, so uh, yeah yeah that was pretty good and so then he came in and we started really beginning to plan out what the game was and he was uh, very good at being able to plan and get a technical specification document put together. But I can honestly tell you I, I did not know what I did not know. And so he was leap years ahead of me because he had this background. I only knew that I wanted a fun game. And so then it was like we, we kind of grew up uh, together in this project. And that's why now it's really become what it's supposed to be and it's still morphing like you have the vision but he carried out like everything yeah, else yeah yeah so definitely tyler's gifts of um being able to make this um become a reality mm-hmm. was key he he brought in a lot of the people that are still with us um like aaron mcdonald who's been on the show before too and um alex alex he didn't bring alex in but you know alex has been around two years also so um Really um, a lot of fun. Okay, so uh, let's see here. What is the best innovation in 3D in the game industry that you've seen that has come through it's from when you got out of school to where you are now? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I have to say uh, a lot of the story developments in games as well as the originality that's in the games because a lot of people you know when they play a game sometimes it's got the same theme or same, same genre and stuff like that and it's basically the same game kind of repetitive and essentially there's games out there that come up with like different choices in the story like that kind of like uh, Heavy Rain and a couple other games that kind of progressed and there's other games that pretty much the same makers would create and essentially it's got like pretty good story good game mechanics and essentially it gets you emerged, merged in the game. And what I like about uh, games nowadays is that like, the game industry is growing and there's a lot of new technology as well as uh, stuff implemented in the story that was kind of like new 
compared to some of the other games at, at its time. So you got games like uh, No Man's Sky, which they have pretty much a planet algorithm thing. The game wasn't like a huge success like everybody wanted it to be, but you know, I had some really good stuff uh, in the game that other companies probably couldn't even come up with at the time. And uh, there's a couple new games coming out and with game mechanics as well as stuff in the story that essentially sells and people want to play it. So I have to say originality in game in all aspects, like either it's the story, the game mechanics, or essentially uh, the overall like vibe of the game. And there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about that that's in the industry that a lot of people either like or don't like. And that's something I like about it. So. Yeah, we could go on for what I are know, good right? video games for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I say, um, yeah. only because you're mentioning story. Um, which video game has the best story to you? That's a good question. Uh, there's a lot of good games uh, that came out for the past, uh, but uh, I have to say, uh, when I started, uh, kind of like getting into a couple new games and a couple games, uh, I was kind of intrigued with Heavy Rain at the time. That came out out around. Uh, maybe like 2009, 2010, I can't remember, but uh, I did like the option that you could do within the game. Sure, the, the game mechanics probably wasn't like your typical like shooter or other game, but you know, right. it was, the story is what kind of sold me uh, on the game and essentially kind of like helped me decide, okay, I want to do games and stuff, but there's a lot of good games uh, that have good game mechanics, like Stars Battlefront 2 was a pretty fun game at the time. I'm talking about the old one. The new one's all right, but uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of good games out there, but uh, and then I would have to say Fallout 4's got a pretty good story. You know. <laughs> did you play uh, Detroit Become Human? I know it's by the same people who made I Heavy Rain. Did. How did you I feel about that game? Was really good. Yeah, it was a great uh, game. I played that recently. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it's actually. Uh, Another game I liked that was done by Quantum Dream, mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, they did a horror game, which was Until Dawn, which oh, was really good. Um, that was super massive, actually. Yeah, that game was fun. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good. That was a good time. <laughs> yeah. What was the Great old game. school game that we were talking about last week? You said that you wanted. Oh my God, I want to play that game. Was it? Was it Pokemon? Uh, I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, well, I guess been, not, because uh, I said that one, and that wasn't it. We saw, uh, it was what Luke, he showed the pictures of some of the artwork, and you said, oh, my God, I want to play this game. Now, I, I did not play the game, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was in a game I played. It was some Pokemon game uh, that he showed. It had, like, different types of Pokemons and stuff like that. <laughs> so, essentially, it was, like, a character select menu and stuff. Yeah. I just looked at it. I'm just like, well, this looks pretty intriguing, how they kind of set up, like, essentially the interface and all the characters, the visuals. And I was like, you know, I don't really play Pokemon. I did play card games at, at the time when I played Pokemon. And I thought it was kind of pretty awesome way that they displayed everything. And, I'm like, it's got the cute stuff. It's got the cool stuff. And, you know, I thought it was visually appealing mm -hmm. uh, when you look at it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well... And then um, what have you learned? You've had several internships. This was not the only one that you had with me. Um, what is it that you would say was the most, the best thing that you got out of that, what I learned from that experience, or collectively 
if you were to group them all together, what is it that you got out of the internship experience? Because it's hard, guys, to get a job in this industry. It is really hard. And especially, it's so competitive, and it's just the same as like programming. They expect you to have three years of experience before they'll even look at you. So how do you get three years of experience? You do a lot of internships, and that's what Tyler was doing. So what, what lessons would you like to share with our listeners about that? Uh, I say, uh, essentially, just, just work hard at these internships. Like, it's kind of hard to find a job nowadays. Hopefully, it's improving, but uh, within your field. So, essentially, uh, just keep on working hard, finishing strong at whatever you do, and then try to become more of a generalist uh, when you go into these internships because sometimes the, the field that you're in, you know, it's kind of hard to find. So, find stuff that's within your kind of, like, field, either it's art or whatever it is and, and like pick up like environment art, character art, animation, rigging, like kind of like stuff that you'd be for a generalist uh, and just kind of like apply that into the field. Sometimes picking like two or three is always good. Don't, don't do, go too far. <laughs> but uh, since you just kind of like work on those and just kind of like improve and try to just essentially uh, master or essentially get a good grasp of what you do, either it's like technical or visually so yeah cool and then the last question I'm going to be asking you is what leaders have inspired you uh, that's a good question uh, there's a lot of good leaders that inspired me uh, but in terms of uh, personally uh, I have to say uh, my mom uh, she inspired me a lot uh, she essentially she just kind of she was a really good caregiver she she was very strong she essentially helped me in like harsh situations when I was always down and even when I was sick she helped me you know kind of persevere and just kind of like have faith and uh sometimes it was kind of like hard for me uh from time to time and without my mom I probably wouldn't like kind of like be where I'm at today uh but yeah uh and then I like to thank my Essentially, my dad is a good leader. Uh, essentially, what I liked about my dad's qualities is that my dad, essentially, he's a hard worker. He would essentially just work nonstop to provide for his family. And uh, he, he's essentially, he's a loving father like my mom. And uh, essentially, uh, he, he would always try to do the best he can do. You know, he has his hiccups now and then, but overall, he tries to be the best person he can be. Uh, and then my third one, since the 4th of July is coming up, I would have to say, uh, in terms of history, there are a lot of good leaders in American history as well as in other countries as well. But I have to say uh, General Sherman. Uh, have you ever heard of General Sherman? Yep. I oh, have. Okay. So he was basically a, a Union general like during the, the Civil War, which was like a bad time in American history. And he was a leader that essentially kind of persevered against all the odds. It was kind of rough at the time. So he did a lot of stuff that had a little bit of controversy back in the day, but essentially kind of like took the criticism and just kind of like went with it and then essentially did the best he could, you know. Like there was some stuff that was kind of like a little bit, you know, controversial, but he was able to kind of take a, a, essentially a couple like – of the opposition side, which was the South, the Confederates, a couple uh, 
essentially uh, country, uh, not uh, states, as well as cities, essentially. And most one of the things is the March of the Sea, which is a very controversial time in American history. But without like a couple of his leadership tactics, essentially the Union would have probably been a little bit delayed for their victory. So it's essentially kind of like a little bit of a turning point, even though the Gettysburg was a turning point. So, yeah. That's pretty good. All right. Well, it is the end of our show, and so I want to give thanks to Valencia College for letting us be at this great studio. We always love being here. Thanks to Q for um, being our manager. And I want to give thanks to these two guys that sit across from me. They make it so easy for me to be able to come in here. I give thanks to all of our radio peeps, um, our well, our listeners for sure, my game, my marketing people i just like the software it just goes on and on so and a special shout out to gonzalo and ariel who have been immensely helpful with the baby developers and who was the designer of our poster as well oh taylor huff previous previous guest on our show yes very beautiful so shout outs to all of those people uh for me just thank you to my family i hope you're all listening i don't know because it's pre-recorded as we said earlier (laughs) so Thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you to our two guests tonight. It was a great show. Glad that you were able to come on. Happy to have you. And as always, thank you to Isabella for having us. Because let us do what we do. Of course, always thank you to Isabella. Um, thank you to my family, my aunts, my mom, anyone who watches the show. My whole family are the biggest fans of the show. Yeah, and <laughs> I saw that last week we had somebody from, I know that your family was, was your listening. Mom? I saw yeah. someone make somebody, a comment. I did see that as well. Your last name showed up there on the feed. I think so. it might have been your mom. It, it, might, it probably was. Yeah. I, I didn't well, check the Facebook. Yeah. She's listening. She <laughs> yeah, told me she did listen. Yeah. I don't know if she So you, you got to make sure that you acknowledge your mom because she was like, she tuned in last week. I, we were watching. It I wasn't see. live. It, it wasn't later. live. It must she, have been she after. Did it after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll I'll yeah. keep looking. Yeah, very good. Thanks, Val's mom. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, of course, to our guests as well. Yep, and so all of our listeners, look for us on all of our social channels, Interim Pursuit Game, Interim Pursuit Software, Pivot Business Consulting, and then listen to us on MixLR. And let's end the show just like how we started with (coughs) this is Duran, this is Val, and let's include um, Tyler as well. Are you ready, Tyler? Yeah. All right, you can start it off. Oh, who I'm thankful for? Oh, I'll start it. You'll catch on. This is Jerron. Oh, this is Tyler. This is Val. And this is Isabella. Thank you for listening to our show tonight. And there's Tatenda out there as well. And Tatenda. He's (laughs) out there. He's somewhere. Thank you for listening to the Intern Whisperer Live. We'll see you next week. See you.